when you get hit by your teammates, like even in celebration, do you feel that or does the helmet absorb that or what? That's a, yeah, that's a great question, actually. You know, I, I always think it's funny because whenever I watch it on TV, I'm like, I'm just like cringing to myself. I'm like, ooh, 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 that hurt. That, that, you know, that you can feel that in your brain. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. I'm joined now by the not-so-bearded wonder anymore. He's got a recent beard trim, Mr. John Rush. John, thanks for doing this today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I always uh, always enjoy being here. How does it feel to uh, be a little bit more clean-shaven than you have been in years past? You know, it, it's it's like I'm a whole new man, actually. It's, I looked into the mirror yesterday, and I was just like, who is this guy? It's, it's been almost a full year that I've had that uh, grizzly-looking beard, so... Uh, it's it's nice. It's a nice change. Before we get into the football, I think the ultimate compliment you got was someone called you a chaotic vegan meatball served at a Michelin-starred restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it came out of left field, and, and you know what? I, I was not upset about it. I was like, you know what? That's probably one of the nicer things someone said to me on the internet, so I'll, I'll take it. You know, for many outside of Winnipeg, uh, the Bombers' week one win came out of left field. What did you overall think of the Bombers' performance? You were in the stadium, uh, so what what was it like seeing it in person, and what did you think? Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. You know, I'm always happy when the Bombers win, right, obviously. And uh, it, was, it was weird being in the stadium uh, for a couple of reasons, obviously. Um, just but being around that many people was weird. But you know the the bombers organization is obviously so you know organized and and you know good at what they do. They you know they made it really they made it seamless. They made it easy for everybody to kind of to kind of get in and, and get their vaccine passports uh, scanned and all that stuff, which was great. And you know the the game itself was was great. You know seeing live football again uh, after a year and eight months of no football was it was. You know, it was just really awesome to watch. And, and, you know, like I said, the Bombers winning is always always puts a smile on my face. Uh, let's get into that game before we start teeing up the Argonauts game coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's going to – the first series, Hamilton just marches and they score a major. And it seemed like the air got taken out of the stadium. It, you've been a player in that atmosphere before. Do the guys realize they got to get the crowd back into it? They got to kind of earn it back. How? What's that conversation like on the bench after you know giving up a touchdown in the first series? For sure, it is a conversation that is had amongst the players, but it's not. We try not to put too much weight on it, um, especially in football. There's such a long games, you know, especially with all the TV breaks. They're three-hour games easily, right? Uh, and then if you factor in the, uh, you know, that it's going to probably get rained out at one point, these games can be very long. So uh, you can't you can't rely too much on the crowd um, because if you do that, you're going to get too high at one point and then you're going to crash, right? So the 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 conversations on the sideline are always more, you know, okay, like this is what happened, this is what we need to fix. And this is how we get the crowd kind of back into it. The the crowd being you know involved is always kind of like a tertiary um, you know conversation is as opposed to if we just you know fix what we're doing here that will come. You know what I mean? It's it's we it's not more it's not more okay. We need to get the crowd back in to play better. It's no okay. We need to play better, and the crowd will come. Absolutely, that makes sense. Uh, injuries are a part of the game in football. You know, guys are always banged up. As soon as uh, you know the first practice, I'm sure guys are going through stuff. But when fans read the injury report and they see somebody like an Andrew Harris is out, you know they start getting a little worried. But then uh, your boy Brady, 
he kind of steps up in a big, big way. And you know, what does that do for the coaching staff to know that they've got another option other than Harris, and, and the team knows they have an option other than Andrew Harris in the backfield? You know, it's it's one of the things that Winnipeg has done such an amazing job of um, for so many years now. You know, really since um, you know O'Shea and Walters have taken over, is building that depth into their team because because like you said, it's, you know, football is one of the most violent sports on the planet. <laughs> like, it's inevitable that people are going to get hurt. It just it's just the way of the world. You know what I mean? It's, there's I don't think there's ever been a season on any team in you know, football history where a player hasn't gotten hurt. So it's so important to build that depth into your team. And that's something that, you know, the Bombers organizations have done such an amazing job of. And, and you really see it in, in these situations, you know what I mean, where, you know, you never want a guy to get hurt, right? You're never rooting for someone to get hurt, but it's inevitable. And when it does, and then, you know, these guys are able to step in, it's, you know, it, it's great to see it. It's, you know, you, you look at the O-line, how they're building the depth in for, you know, for because by all means we have a very veteran O line, um, but you see these young guys that are coming up that they're building this you know depth into as well. It, it you know it's like that's how that's how you not just win a Grey Cup, but that's how you sustain a successful uh, organization for years to come. John, football is one of the more spaced out sports. It's not like baseball where you're playing every day. It's not like hockey where you have you know a game every other day or basketball. There's usually a week, you know, six, seven, maybe even eight days in between games. Does momentum carry over for the players week to week, or is that something just fans and pundits talk about uh, to kind of fill time? You know, it's actually it's it's kind of interesting because it is spaced out like that, right? It is. It is one of the more spaced out uh, sports, and uh, but it does. It, and and the momentum that a lot of people think momentum comes from, it's not really. You know, people think momentum comes from like luck, or you know, teams are just hot, or something like that. Like a lot of people will, you know, chalk it up to some arbitrary measure that, you know, doesn't, you know, they can't like quantify. They're just like, oh yeah, like they're just they're really hot right now. That's why you know that's why they're doing so well. But momentum comes from one confidence. If you're confident in your abilities, you're going to play well. And if you're playing well, you're going to build that momentum. And the more the more you win, the more confident you're going to be, the more momentum you're going to build, right? So that's ultimately where it comes from. And, you know, usually where momentum stops is a team will get overconfident. They won't prepare as much. And then they'll face a team and then they'll, you know, they'll get, they'll get crushed, right? So, uh, so, you know, it's really all about, you know, building that momentum steadily, you know, being confident in, you know, they're, you're a good football team, but not getting overconfident to the point where you, you know, you don't do the, the things you need to do to prepare to win. Toronto's coming off a win of their own. It should be a, a really good game tomorrow. And, you know, it used to be maybe less uh, interdivisional, you know, mattered, right? Like West versus East, oh, it's it's not that big a deal. But with the new playoffs and the way that, you know, teams are crossing over now, every game is, is, is really important. Uh, what do you think Winnipeg needs to do uh, to beat the Toronto Argonauts who are coming off that big win versus Calgary? Yeah, no, it's, it, you know, it is. Every game is super important this year, obviously, right? There's four less games. Um, the, the divisions are kind of a little bit different. Um, and Toronto, and I was tweeting about this uh, last week, actually, Toronto's a good football team. I was watching them. I wasn't sure what to expect with all these big-name signings in the offseason. I'm like, how are they going to come together? You know, what, like, how are they going to make this work? Brand-new coach and Dinwiddie. 
Um, you know, how is this going to come together here? Um, and they were a very good football team. They were, you know, I was surprised. They had they had playmakers. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, he played very well. He was a, like, he looked awesome on the field. Um, I was, you know, I was very impressed with the, the, the Argonauts. Um, and, I, you know, I even said this on Twitter, though. The one thing that held them back, and, and Toronto should have single-handedly won that game by significantly more than they did, was the mistakes they made on that field. They made significantly too many penalties and just, you know, just busted plays. And you could kind of see it. And, and that comes with, you know, a young football team that hasn't been together a lot and, you know, a new coach, et cetera. Uh, and really, that's why Calgary was able to, to stay in that game for so long was they, they limited their mistakes. And that's basically, you know, and that's something that Winnipeg, you know, also talks a lot about in their locker room, I, you know, I know, is, you know, penalties are huge. You need to limit your penalties. You can't extend drives with your penalties because that's what Calgary did. Calgary put Toronto in scoring position several times by, with penalties alone. Um, so you need, you need to limit your penalties. You also can't, you can't turn over the ball. Those are, you know, you, uh, football is a game of chess. It's a, it's a very strategic game. And if you're giving the opponent more opportunities, that's more likely that they'll score, right? So what Winnipeg needs to do is they need to, you know, limit mistakes, hold on to the ball, you know, don't turn that ball over. And Winnipeg has the players, you know, that they'll, they'll come out on top. Follow him on Twitter at John Rush thirty two. He's always got. He's talking football. He's talking life and and dogs as well. Big into animal rescue. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, we talked about the time in between football games. You know, carrying momentum through. A guy like Brady Oliveira bursts onto the scene, gets named a CFL top performer for week one. You know he's going to be riding high, but you know Toronto is going to be game planning against him now. If if Hamil- Hamilton took him lightly, Toronto won't. So what do you want to see out of Brady Oliver to make sure he's the real deal? And yesterday and last week wasn't just a flash in the pan. Yeah, no, it's it's you know it's it's awesome to see that for sure. And and it's it's you know it, it Toronto is going to be game planning as well, obviously against him. Uh, but you know Winnipeg's going to be uh, game planning to put him into the best possible position, right? And and a lot of that, uh, you know, honestly, a lot of that comes down to O line play, and, and we have such a strong O line. Um, you know, I, I read last week that uh, Stanley Bryant had more games played than the entire Hamilton Tiger Cats O-line combined. Um, you know, so having having key players like that and, and you know, having a scheme that will, you know, let him succeed is, is kind of like the ultimate. It's, uh, it's, it's what will put him in the best position. He just needs to keep doing his thing. Um, but we need to also put him in the best possible position, and, and that starts at the O-line. And, and very fortunately, we have one of the most veteran O-lines in the CFL that will do that. You know, they're, they're, such, they're a great group of, group of guys, and they're, uh, you know, they're so veteran, they're so intelligent at what they do. Um, it, it's honestly, it's a lot of fun watching them play football. Last two for you, John. Um, I know you were at the game for week one, so I don't know how much you're able to pay attention because, you know, there's a lot going on. The atmosphere was crazy. But uh, who's a player that stood out to you that maybe isn't getting the coverage that they deserve and maybe you expect is going to have a big week two as well? You know, you know what? It's funny. It, you know, when you're kind of watching the games live, it's obviously a little bit different, like you said. But, you know, 
and Kenny does, Kenny Lawler does get coverage, but he, he does, he certainly does not get as much coverage as other receivers in the league do. And I, I actually have no idea why, uh, I've been watching Kenny play football literally inches away from him for uh, years now. And he is an athletic phenom. <laughs> like Kenny is probably one of the most athletic human beings I've ever been around. Uh, his hand size is unbelievable. He catches balls in, you know, double coverage all the time. He, and, you know, obviously he scored our first touchdown and everything, but, you know, he doesn't get as much media coverage as a lot of other, you know, even, even like Eric Rogers on, on Toronto, it, rightfully so. Eric Rogers is a very good wide receiver, um, you know, but there are some wide receivers that get significantly more media coverage than Kenny. And, you know, he is, he is a very good football player, and, and if he, you know, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a very good year this year. All right, John. Last one. Uh, it's something that I've been wondering for a while. Whenever a, a football player does something really good, really big play, you know, these big three hundred pound guys are smacking the hell out of his head. Like when you get hit by your teammates, like even in celebration, do you feel that, or does the helmet absorb that, or what? That's a yeah. That's a great question. Actually, you know, I I always think it's funny because whenever I watch it on TV, I'm like I'm just like cringing to myself. I'm like, oh, 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 that hurt. That that you know that you can feel that in your brain. But when you're in the moment, when you're doing it, uh, you got so much other stuff kind of going on uh, that you don't really feel it as much uh, kind of happening in that moment. Be, you know, you you just made a big play. You're all like hyped up. You're um, you know your adrenaline's going. Yeah, you don't really feel anything. Um, going on for like the next at least minute. Uh, if it comes out of nowhere, if you're just standing on the sideline, definitely. But if you just made a big play, like yeah, you you, you don't feel anything for at least a minute after that. That is awesome. Uh, we'll get a prediction from you. Uh, give us the winner and the score of the Bombers versus the Argonauts here. Yeah, I think uh, you know. Obviously, I'm going with my team here. I'm going with the Blue Bombers are going to win. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think the Bombers win 29 to 16. All right, uh, we're going to catch up with you next week and uh, talk more football, break this one down, gear up the next one. Uh, John, thanks for doing this. Always appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I love talking football, so it's great. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.